Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our can of cows are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. So, Leah, how are you today? I'm really good. I am so good. It's summertime. I don't really like summertime, but I do like summertime in Portland because it's not that hot. So I'm yeah, I bet it's really nice there. Oh, it's so nice. Not here in Maryland. How about you? You're pregnant in the summer. Eee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had more fun summers, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but not much longer, so... Anyway, let's start with our favorite things. I'm going to go right into mine. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Netflix has created the first ever cooking competition show that involves cannabis, and it's called Cooking on High. I did not hear of that. Really? It's, it's actually a pretty interesting show, and all the episodes are relatively short, so if your attention span isn't that long, it's perfect. Um, and basically what they do is they give them a challenge. They give like two cannabis chefs challenge and they have to make breakfast or a fancy lunch or something like that. And it all has to be infused and it has to be able to get the judges, um, high basically. (laughs) Is there a limit? Do they like, okay, look, we want to get high, but I mean, is, is like dosing part of this? Um, it is. And they go into like the science of things as well, like how they cook certain things or why they use a certain strain and things like that. Um, and I think that one of the biggest goals is to make sure that like the food doesn't taste like cannabis. Um, and they, they, they judge it on the effect, I think, and the taste afterward. So, which here's another thing that goes, you know, I'm going to plug my business bake smart, which is why we have to mark our edibles. Mm-hmm. Cause like, look, they're making edibles and they're amazing and you can't even taste it. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool show. Where can you watch it? On Netflix. It's a Netflix original. A <laughs> <laughs> Netflix original. You said that and I just fell asleep. I don't know what happened. All right. Netflix. Yay. Yeah. Definitely check it hey, out. Netflix seems like they're very pro cannabis. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, why not? <laughs> right? I, I think that's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, check it out. It's called Cooking on High. And um, the first season is now available for streaming. So, nice. Yeah. All right. Cooking on High. Gotta check it out. Mm-hmm. 
So my favorite product is, I, this company's been around for a while and I really like it, um, is Mary's Medicinals. So Mary's uh, Medicinals has two actually product lines. They have their THC product line that they sell in Colorado. And then they have, um, they actually sell their THC lines in California and all legal states, I think, um, in California, Oregon, Nevada. But they also have a really wonderful Mary's Nutritional line that you can get their CBD products. And they've got some really great products. If you go to marysnutritionals.com, you can order them um, online. And they've got a really nice massage oil. Um, they've been doing this for a mm -hmm. while, so their, their products are pretty, pretty tuned in. Um, but you can get their, their massage oil, which I love. Um, they have a bath bomb. I, I don't love bath bombs, so I wasn't really as impressed with that one. Um, but that's just me, I think, and bath bombs in general, mm -hmm. so I shouldn't probably even comment on it. <laughs> they also have just some other topicals that rub into, and um, they have something called muscle freeze, too, when you have really sore uh, ankles. So I'm, I'm really in love with their products, and if you're in a legal state, look up Mary's Medicinals. They've been doing it for a while. They do it right. They have great branding, too. And then if you're not, check out, if you're not in a legal state, check out Mary's Nutritionals. So the where you can get these is marysnutritionals.com for the CBD and then marysmedicinals.com for her uh, THC. Product. I think you can do Which both on, on the Mary's Medicinals. I think it, will, it redirects you if you're not in a state to go to the nutritionals. Oh, that's yeah. good because I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'm not, Since I'm in a little Right, state, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it, but I've been like stalking her. her I've been stalking this company for some time and I'm like, come out with some CBD stuff. So I cannot wait to try all of these products, especially the muscle freeze. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't sound, and you know, and it's a, a woman run company. It's a woman CEO. They do have, women in it, of course, but um, they have a CFO, Robin uh, Swinney. And then the uh, Lynn Hondred is uh, the CEO and they've been doing this for a while. And again, I just really like their company. They do it right. They, they're just a really responsible company. And they even have, if you get their products, they have a really great um, hotline where you can call and get uh, guidance on how to use their products. So I think that's great how they support their. Uh, they have a, a pet line too. I just noticed that. I don't know why I missed that before. Interesting. Yeah. They're doing it all. Yeah, they are. That's what's up. All right. Well, definitely check them out. Um, so today we're talking about the importance of being out um, of the cannabis closet. And when we say out, we're not trying to appropriate anyone's story or, or journey, but there's really no better way to say it. Um, basically, just trying to let people know what you're your true story and your true journey is. And, and there's a lot of reasons not to do it. And, um, you know, some of us who live in states that aren't completely legal or we're bound by professional or parental strains, you know, these things can hold you back from telling everybody your true story. So, Definitely. yeah. So, you know, starting with that, <laughs> um, I, I think that one of our, our tips, our takeaways today uh, kind of covers that a little bit, because if you can't talk about your whole journey, and, and I think some people can read between the lines here, <laughs> um, you can talk about CBD <laughs> or hemp, because that is right. legal, right? Right. 
Yeah, it's legal, and there's a lot of research out there right now um, that people can look up on the internet about how effective CBD is, um, the positive effects of using CBD for pain management. Um, I think that that's a great way to stop. And people seem very open to CBD, even in non-legal states. Like I have um, friends in Mississippi um, who are pretty straight and narrow. They don't want to do mm-hmm. any THC. CBD is finally starting to slowly sink in that maybe that's an alternative way to get um, pain management and and for sleep too, insomnia. I mean, CBD is amazing for insomnia. So I think that, like you said, yeah, talking about hemp and CBD really helps open the doors because you're not trying to get what people feel is an illegal drug. And I want to interject a little bit here because people make jokes all the time you know it's like i joke about everything i you know it's it's how we get through life but i think there has to be times where we shut down some jokes because i know certain family members and people in my life are very skeptical of cbd even though i push the non-psychoactive part of it (laughs) as much as possible and they'll make Mm -hmm. jokes like oh you know you're gonna get us high again or something like that you know or oh like where's the weed you know and it's like um it's like okay ha 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 it's funny like the first time (laughs) and then after that it's 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 says you know it's time to shut that down because the more we joke about dope or you know um like just getting high or whatever it's it's not funny anymore because this is a very serious industry that should be taken seriously and um i think that the first step for a lot of people that are on the sidelines is cbd and hemp because they're very very powerful healing properties you know i mean there's so much that can be done with them and there's so much to learn you know i mean go ahead yeah Tip of the iceberg right now is where we are with with how much we have to learn about THC yeah. and CBD. Everything that's coming out is it's just really eye opening. Every day it's a, a new thing, but definitely. And there's a lot to be said about CBD. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. You you definitely need to know um, mm-hmm. what you're taking, other medications that you're taking, because you can't take CBD with every other medication. You just have right. to do some research on that. And there is a lot right. on the internet about that. Um, but definitely a great way to start the conversation. Yeah. And, and the entourage effect, which people, you know, ascribe to, um, just regular cannabis with THC that has to do with CBD as well. I mean, the cannabinoids and the terpenes, I mean, they all work synergistically and you don't have to have the psychoactive, um, elements to that in order to have all these healing properties. So, you know, look into the entourage effect, learn about terpenes, learn about all the compounds because there's so many of them (laughs) and, um, and start from there, you know? So, yeah, it's a good place to start. And I think that too, it it really depends a lot on what Mm -hmm. state you're in too, of, of talking about cannabis. Um, you know, California, people are a lot more open legal States, obviously people know, but if you're in a Mm -hmm. state like Mississippi, where they don't even right. have a medical program. You have to really be careful um, because mm-hmm. people judge you. And and that's that's a huge concern. Um, and that's why, you know, CBD is a little more mm-hmm. accepted now. Um, and so we talked about 
some educational, you know, going online and researching. And I know that you found well, a really great book. Yes, because um, one of our guests on this episode, actually, Dr. Michelle Ross, has authored the Vitamin Weed book. And she talks about why she uses the term weed in the interview. Um, but it's it's a very important educational tool because she goes into how cannabis should be considered a vitamin, not just even a medicine, but a vitamin, something that we're lacking in our bodies because we have such uh, cannabinoid deficiencies, you know? And um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway, she, with her background as a neuroscientist, she goes into it from a lot of different angles and pretty much knocks out every um, stereotype or stigma that you could think of, you know. So it helps to have that kind of a thing in hand, if possible. Um, And you can find that on Amazon. Um, She also has it on her website. But there's a lot of websites out there that provide uh, educational resources, like our other guest, um, Ashley Kingsley. She's the co-founder of Elementa, and we've, we've had them on before. Um, we've had representatives of Elementa on and discussed the amount of uh, education that they provide with their gatherings and their website. But there, there's so much out there to uh, draw from. Just make sure that you're really looking at everything. Oh, yeah. Just even looking at most of our past guests, um, even like Slim Magazine and um, the Oof Lifestyle, you know, a lot of those girls, they all have really great resources. So be sure to, you know, look at our, look at our list of past guests, go to their websites, because a lot of our guests have a lot of information that they can mm-hmm. uh, There's one website that I've used for other plants. Um, it's called erowid.org. It's E-R-O-W-I-D.org. Um, and they have... They break it down. They break down the botanical classification. Um, They show all the studies for each disease that you can think of. Like alphabetically, they have each disease and condition, and then they connect you to studies or um, clinical trials or, you know, basically a bunch of places that you can draw from just to get the, you know, the backup that you need. Um, That's a good source. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that's a great source. No, that's a great source. And I think that that's just what it comes down to. You you really need to do some research for yourself, too, so mm-hmm. that you have some facts to back up what you're saying. Um, people are always fact-driven. So have some these solid facts. And, and there's some great websites about that, even like the CBD school. And um, there was another one on CBD that we talk about um, in a different episode. And that was... Uh, oh, Project CBD? Diana. Yeah, Project CBD. So mm-hmm. do some research, have some facts, and and then, you, you know, people will listen to you. And having Dr. Ross's books is great. I just ordered her book, and I'm really excited to get it. She just mm-hmm. came out with it in March of 2018, so it's a brand-new book. Um, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to read it. I'm and really she's been around the world. I mean, she went to Portugal um, and, and learned about their to all of this and I mean it's just incredible so I mean she knows of what she speaks <laughs> also I want to mention Realm of Caring really quickly because I, I meant to mention them before um, they're a great organization uh, and they have a ton of research on their website they also have who is this again? Uh, Realm of Caring they're the ones that created yeah they car- they, they're the ones that created um, um, Charlotte's Web 
I don't know if you, ah, the right. brothers, I believe, or it's, I know it's a family run business and they have Mary's medicinals on here as well for some reason, which I'm not sure. And they're a 501. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're a charitable organization. Yeah. They give out grants for people who can't afford their medication in um, Colorado. So, I mean, they have a lot going on, but they also have this amazing research library. So yeah, definitely check wow. them out. And they, and it looks like they match, they match uh, donations too. So a wonderful organization. So that's, um, you could find them at www.theroc.us. So www.therock.us. Really excellent. Um, so the third one, the third takeaway. Third one. It is. Uh, consider how it will affect you professionally, because there are there's a lot of legislation happening right now that is trying to combat, you know, employers from discriminating based on your usage. However, <laughs> Leah, what were you saying about the uh, workers' comp discount or something? Yeah. So, so there's lots of there's lots of reasons why you know you got to be careful professionally, and and sometimes companies they they may want to be open to, okay, yeah, we're not going to drug test anymore. But what happens is when you're open to not drug testing, open to having everybody have their own choice, you, um, your workers' mm-hmm. comp could go up. So if you agree to have a drug-free environment, then your uh, premium mm-hmm. is going to be less, right? So if you say, well, we're not going to drug test, then you know there's a possibility your premiums are going to go up. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why companies drug test. but I tell people if if there's a job you want and you can, I mean, obviously some people take it for medicine. If you can quit for a month before and take your drug test, most offices don't retest later unless you're messing up. And, and actually they should then because maybe you're messing up because you're smoking too much or imbibing too much. But, you know, when I worked in law offices, they always drug test to get the job. But then once you're in the job, nobody ever retests tested. And most of the attorneys I worked with, or not most, a lot of the attorneys I worked with, they were cannabis users, even though quietly um, they were. And, you know, being in California, it's a lot different. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm in a little bit of a bubble because I only kind of relate everything that I've experienced through California lens. Mm -hmm. And that's a very liberal lens. Um, you know, attorneys could say to each other, they could buy mm-hmm. from each other. Um, there's a lot of things that were more open that I don't think in a, a non-legal state that you could do. I don't think that mm-hmm. attorneys may be as open. Um, you know, I, I worked for one attorney. He would go away for a week before his trials, get high, and then get high the entire time of his trial because he concentrated, he performed at a much higher standard mm-hmm. than when he wasn't. And probably some of that mm-hmm. was social anxiety too, but you know, there's there's professionals that use it and they use it responsibly, and it's too bad that a lot of them still in legal states can't come out because mm-hmm. they are going to be judged, and and I think that that's we really have to be careful when we judge people um, and their use. I mean, it's it's it goes on so many different levels, and professionally, it could really hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. It could prevent you from being promoted. It could get you fired. 
Um, there's it's, a lot of things to consider. Yeah, it's a sad fact. Uh, I mean, I've worked in jobs where you think that I would have been drug tested and I wasn't. <laughs> like working with elderly in the home health aid situation, no. But, uh, I, you yeah. know, when I worked in cosmetology industry, they did not drug test at any job. However, I was on pharmaceuticals for my Crohn's and, and my pain issues that, you know, made me not who I am really, you know, I mean, it made me out of body, totally act different. I, um, I would cut myself more often, you know, I would, uh, I would space out because, uh, like I was on a migraine medication one time that made me like complete, like a complete zombie, you know, on the floor as we say. <laughs> and I honestly feel bad for those people whose hair I did <laughs> during that time. Um, you know, and it's sad that, that that's not going to be penalized. But if I, you know, had tested positive for THC, if, you know, say I, cause they did have a slip trip and fall policy. So if you did, you know, hurt yourself and go to the hospital, they would drug test you. And, you know, I had prescriptions for all of that stuff that was making me a zombie and act like not myself. And, you know, it's just, it's a sad fact, but it's a fact of life right now. And, uh, more companies are adopting the policy of just, you know, letting or being, allowing it to be, um, a part of your medicinal care, but it's still, there's still a lot of fighting that has to be done in that corner. You know, it's like one thing at a time, <laughs> right? <laughs> we can only do so much. Um, so you you have to think about, you know, where you're working. And if you have the choice to not work there anymore, which, what is more important or what is, you know, the necessity in your life? Definitely. Well, I think that that's why CBD is our is our best vehicle to do that. Even today, um, I volunteer at the Humane Society here in Portland, and I was talking to some older gentlemen about you know that I'm in the cannabis industry, and they were asking me what I do, and you could tell they were like a little like oh weed, and then we started talking about CBD, and they were just really open, and they were like oh yeah, I've heard a lot about it, and they were asking a lot of questions, and one guy said that he had. Um, gone up to Seattle to Pike Place and this guy had given him a test, you know, put some cream on his arthritic hands and said, come back in 10 minutes, you know, go shopping, come back and tell me how you feel in 10 minutes. And he said, mm -hmm. and I went shopping, and I came back and my arthritis was gone. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's things like that. We've, and, and that's a perfect example. God, give out free samples. You know, if you have a product, Mm -hmm. show people how effective it is it it is you know give out free samples but we've got to remove the stigma and i think that the cbd vehicle is one of our best to use mm -hmm. absolutely especially for people like you you're in a state where if you don't have a medical card that's you that's the only thing you can use right and and they're fighting to try to get it recreational here and a lot of other legislation is is on the floor um but in the meantime <laughs> yeah CBD is where it's at. <laughs> it really is. If you don't have really a <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. we have, a, there's a lot of products out there that are so incredible. A lot of our past guests, again, you know, look through our archives. We've got a lot of CBD products that we promote and support and a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, totally do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that was all the takeaways we have. But just to sum it up again, um, you know, the no number one thing is talk about CBD and hemp because those are legal and, and they won't 
hopefully get you into too much trouble. The second is use educational resources in your arguments. You know, just make sure you're really backing up what you're talking about because a uh, surprising number of people don't do that. Um, <laughs> and so and true. then number three is consider how it'll affect you professionally and just uh, keep that in mind with all the things that you're you're doing pretty much if if that's important to you of course it's not important to everybody but yeah i mean it's not important in some some jobs it it really isn't going to matter and some jobs if you're a doctor an attorney if you're an accountant um that might matter a little bit mm-hmm. more and so you just have to be really careful start with your family and friends um and go from there but yeah it's it's a tricky it's a tricky time that we're navigating um but I think that with support of each other support of shows like this and all the research that's out there, I think that we can navigate it not only safely but responsibly and and to you know and in a way that's going to make um this a lot easier for people to yeah. understand yeah, absolutely um so until next time, thank you for listening and uh yeah. yeah. If reach out to us if you have any wonderful products you want us to try. <laughs> yes, please. We love reviewing products and we love supporting women uh owned businesses. Absolutely. Uh so absolutely. So until next time, take the high road if you can. Always take that high road. It's the best <laughs> road. <laughs> Emma Chasen, cannabis educator and consultant. Whether you're looking to develop a brand within the cannabis industry or elevate your already established brand presence, education is key. Emma Chasen has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to cannabis and can help you incorporate sustainable education into your business. Whether you are a dispensary, grow, processing facility, ancillary business, or lay enthusiast, Emma can help you better understand cannabis and grow your business because of it. You can reach out to Emma to schedule a free consultation via her website at www.emmachasen.com. That's www.emmachasen.com. Our first guest today is Dr. Michelle Ross. Dr. Michelle Ross is a leading cannabis researcher and educator, as well as fibromyalgia and endometriosis patient. She founded the first 501c3 nonprofit on cannabis for women's health in 2013 and is now CEO of Infused Health, a platform for cannabis health coaching. Dr. Ross is the author of Vitamin Weed, a four-step plan to prevent and reverse endocannabinoid deficiency and has a doctorate in neuroscience. So Michelle, what inspires you to launch Infused Health and what is it? Sure. So Infused Health is a technology platform for health coaching that incorporates both cannabis and CBD education. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, we have a lot of experts across the United States uh, that either appear to know cannabis or, you know, they really do, but it's really hard for a person that's new to cannabis to vet that out, right? Mm -hmm. It's not really, until recently, there hasn't been certifications for cannabis coaching. Right. Like when you know, when you go to a doctor, you know, this is a board certified neurologist or Mm -hmm. a board certified cardiologist. Um, But when it comes down to who should be your caregiver, who should be, uh, who's qualified to talk to you about cannabis uh, for medical purposes, it's really been a great Like, for example, if you go to your dispensary, you want to talk to somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the bud tender might have just been there for two weeks. They don't have a college education. They're not trained like a pharmacist or a doctor or a nurse. 
And so they can't really be giving you the medical information that you, you're looking for when you're trying to use cannabis for a real serious chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And so um, really mm-hmm. after you know working with my nonprofit for years, I, I realized this need. So we had been doing cannabis coaching for a long time. Um, I have a PhD. A lot of my staff um, has higher degrees. And I just realized that people needed more education than the bartenders were giving them. And then their doctors didn't know anything about cannabis either. So mm-hmm. we really needed to create a new field where we had people that were qualified to have these conversations and filling the gaps between the doctor and the bartender. Um, and technology really does help these things, right? You can have experts that are peppered throughout the United States, but in a perfect world, you would have a cannabis expert uh, that specializes in the field. Just like you don't go to a heart doctor for a brain issue, right? Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, you would have a cannabis expert in cancer. You have cannabis experts in um, you know, pediatrics, cannabis experts in different things. And we're starting to see that. We're starting um, to um, you know, be able to connect worldwide with these experts. Um, and this platform really helps. Have people that are new to cannabis get matched with the appropriate expert um, by their by their state or by their specialty. That's awesome. So. Yeah, that's really yeah. awesome. I mean, it, there's so, there's such a gap there, you know, especially with the doctors. And would you recommend this for someone who's a bud tender or someone who's working at a dispensary to to, to take some of these courses? So, um, so they're not actually courses. So what we do is one on one coaching. Oh, okay. Um, so. Yeah, so that's a great question because a lot of people are saying, you know, do we educate the doctors? Do we educate the blood tenders and things like that? What we're actually doing is health coaching. And so the difference between health coaching and consulting or education is really you're working one-on-one with a client to solve a problem, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're talking to a chronic pain patient, they want to get rid of their pain. So Cannabis or CBD could just be one piece of that puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to do stress management. You need to change your diet. You know, what's causing your stress in your life? Let's figure out whether it's your work, your partner, or something, right? And mm-hmm. You work to help reach that goal of, um, you know, pain management, stress management, weight loss, whatever it is that they're looking for. Um, and, you know, cannabis is just one of those tools in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. So our program is really one-on-one health coaching um, over a HIPAA-compliant telemedicine platform. Uh, we do have goals to be able to expand that in person in different cities, but we're not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very much different than saying, hey, we're teaching bud tenders. Right now, a lot of states actually think that the bud tenders shouldn't be educated or shouldn't be giving medical information out. Right, right. For example, in Colorado, where I'm from, and just moved from Denver um, to Los Angeles, so they just put out you know, a clarification of the rule saying that the bud tenders should not be telling anyone about the medical benefits of these strains. So it's like, here's, you know, green crack, mm-hmm. smell it, and uh, you might be able to smoke it. Like, right. what is it for? We can't really tell you. Yeah. Um, and that really puts them more in a position of, like, being cashiers. Right. Rather than, you know, the pharmacist. But, again, pharmacists are trained for many years, and bud tenders are not trained. So, you know, while they could be educated for their own benefit you really don't have the ability to say to a migraine patient or to an epilepsy patient that might be on like 10 different medications you know mm-hmm. is this thing safe to take with with your prior medical history and your medications they can't answer those questions right uh, whereas we can because we have some of the data you know for drug interactions 
you know, histories of, you know, working with patients and we can work one-on-one to find out whether this is a fit. We can help you track it with technology, you know, or are you doing better? Are you doing worse under this regimen? Let's change this right away. Mm-hmm. We're working, you know, more like on a 24-7 basis where you can reach us, whereas, you know, if you see a bud tender, they give you advice, and you come back to a dispensary the next day, there's somebody different there. You know? Right. Like, again. It's probably know, a liability it's, issue, too. You fall know. into the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I can see the pluses and minuses of both, you know, like having them to, to educate you about the product, obviously, is beneficial, but mm-hmm. you also don't want them to be in that position of dispensing medical advice either because that's dangerous for for both parties <laughs> yeah yeah and you know we don't we we love bud tenders and there's so many good ones out there mm-hmm. we do encourage the ones that really are interested in doing more of the medical process mm-hmm. to look into becoming uh, a health coach so their programs online it's sort of funny because we have two pipelines of how people can become health coaches with us so you have people that have already become health coaches or trained in health coaching. There's several programs where people can do that for like a year program. You learn how to interview people about their medical histories, you know, listen, you know, deal with emergencies and things like that. Um, and then they get extra cannabis training. Mm-hmm. Or there's people that have all the cannabis training. You know, I've been a caregiver for 20 years. Well, but do you know how to actually do health coaching or, again, like, you know, bring up almost to compliance. Like, right. It's really compliance stuff. Right. right. Absolutely. How do you store records? How do you have these conversations? What do you do when things go wrong? Um, and they can go into the health coaching training. That's so awesome. These two pipelines. Yeah. And we're trying to combine those fields so that we have like a real, you know, real certified cannabis coaches. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that kind of level required in different states and different countries. So, you know, we really see that this is where this is moving because your doctor is not going to just suddenly, you know, some of your old doctor is not going to be like, you know what, I'm going to learn everything there is about the endocannabinoid system, how to do this or not. Right. They're too busy. They don't even know about nutrition at this point, and they really should, you know. They just know whatever they were taught 30 years in med school. Oh, yeah. You know, we're here to help. <laughs> we're here to help. And we, we're really excited, you know, even if, you know, cannabis is legalized tomorrow, right, like in a fantasy world. There's still a need for us, um, you know, here in the United States and all these other countries because it could be illegal, but people still don't know what to do with it. So Absolutely. So use it in a medical fashion. So yeah. it's, it's an exciting time, and I'm so happy to be at the forefront of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, are you still active in advocating for cannabis for women's health as you did in your former role as executive director of the Impact Network? Yeah, so Cannabis for Women is a real soft spot uh, in my heart, especially because I'm a woman that is impacted by a lot of different conditions. I have endometriosis, I have fibromyalgia, mm. um, and a lot of, you know, different conditions that impact women. So, Same. So I, founded in the, yeah, so I founded Impact Network to help women, um, and I still educate can't on cannabis for women's health um, all over the country. You know, I've been to Oklahoma talking about it. I've been on Greenfire Media talking about it. I really think that cannabis is the solution for the health problems that women face. We're underinsured. We're underdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Doctors don't really take us seriously. You know, oh, your pain, you know, your pain isn't that bad. Just pop a Tylenol. Oh, yep. And come back. Or, you know, it's depression. Anything you say you have is like, well, you're just depressed or stressed out. You know, we yep. have real pain. Mm-hmm. So 
I really think that um, cannabis is the way that we're going to, you know, fight back against the established medical system that hasn't been taking care of us. We get migraines, we have pelvic pain, we have breast cancer, we have all these things. It's all connected. Cannabis can actually treat. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. I, I've used it a lot. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say I've used the Impact Network a lot, the resources uh, for when I've written about my endometriosis. There's, there's so much uh, information that you provided, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, and you know, um, through our new company, we are going to be doing a lot more education and outreach to the community, too. We're actually set up as a public benefit corporation, and so it's sort of funny because cannabis is still a very new industry, and there's still a, a, we're not established like other industries are, right? And so when I thought about doing a for-profit company, because it's really hard on the nonprofit side mm-hmm. to raise the amount of funding you need, give everything away, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not a perfect world yet. Cannabis companies can't even really donate to nonprofits and things like that. And traditional companies are scared to. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times, like a traditional nonprofit in the women's health space, like whether it's a breast cancer nonprofit or endometriosis nonprofit, will get most of its funding from pharmaceutical companies. Yep. And this was like the dirty secret. So I applied for you know funding for a whole bunch of research studies, including like CBD and endometriosis, mm-hmm. right? Um, for for example, and it would go all the way to okay, like nine out of the ten board members will will provide you with funding for the study, but the founder of the nonprofit. Well, all this money comes from the government, so mm-hmm. they decided no, because you, when they ask you the question, could a big surgery or a really expensive pharmaceutical be replaced by just, you know, the cannabis product, you said yes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, no, the world is changing. <laughs> all right. You know? And they're threatened by it. And so what we have to realize is that, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are going to be funding this, so really cannabis has to, but cannabis is so immature as an industry and so overtaxed, you know, because it's still a Schedule 1 drug that it's going to be going to be hard to do that. So I came to the realization that if you want to give things away and you want to help um, people that are underserved, um, you really have to be your own philanthropist. And Absolutely. So the public benefit corporation, it's like, our goal is to get to the town model. Like, if we could sell one, you know, one coaching session or one coaching membership and give one away to a veteran, an opioid addict, you know, women of color, um, those things matter to me. And we have the opportunity as, you know, women CEOs in the cannabis industry to really change the way that medicine is done, that healthcare is done, that business is done. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at. So, you know, people are like, that's crazy. You can't do all those things. You're like, why not? You know, there's a lot of money to be had in cannabis if mm-hmm. you do it the right way. I would much rather have teams that care be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Most of our leadership team is women. Most of our coaches are women. You know, we're here um, doing the work, you know, as infused health. And I think that we're already having a much bigger impact. So Absolutely. I'm excited for, for the next couple of years. I mean, even just from a writer standpoint, publications, I've, tr- I've tried to write about my, um, my, my experience with a very popular hormone therapy which causes more damage than anything that I've ever been on, you know. And if I could have taken cannabis or CBD even back then when I didn't know any better, it would have avoided so many other health problems. But no one wants to let me publish that because um, the company that makes that drug puts a lot of money into all these publications and, you know, web Mm -hmm. platforms and things like that. 
And people don't think about that, you know? I mean, there's so many things that we're fighting, um, like you said. And I think to have someone like you in our corner is such a huge uh, accomplishment because we need this kind of work to back it up, you know? (laughs) Um, No, poor women. I swear to goodness, like, one of the things that hurts me really badly is to see this backlash now about cannabis during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to touch on this because... You know, people are always like, well, mom shouldn't be using pot or anything like that. Like, you have to realize that not all mothers are healthy when they get pregnant mm-hmm. either. Like, you can be a mom with chronic pain and be mm-hmm. on oxycontin for your chronic pain and then get pregnant. Like, what do you do? Do you continue taking oxycontin during your pregnancy? Yep. Like, that's not safe. But if you actually told a mom, you know, for harm reduction sake, you might want to think about switching to you know, uh, an edible product or CBD and THC tincture or something like that, you know, the medical establishment would be like, you're, you know, you're causing harm to the baby. But in fact, opioids in pregnancy are much, much worse. And mm-hmm. something that I even studied, you know, during my graduate studies. So we have so much that we need to learn, so much stigma to overcome. And there is definitely risk when you stick your neck out for what's right. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'd rather be on the right side of history. And I, I know I am. Yes, you are. And and to speak to that a bit, how has your background as a neuroscientist shaped your career in cannabis? I mean, you just already spoke to that a little bit, but if you want to expand. Yeah. So I, I have a PhD in neuroscience, and I actually studied in a molecular psychiatry department. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually started off studying drug addiction and also studying uh, the effects of different um, antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs on the brain. Um, so, you know, to come back and actually be a cannabis scientist now is, is sort of funny. That's actually the opposite of what I went to school for. I was supposed to stop people from taking drugs. <laughs> you realize that cannabis is not a drug. Exactly, drug. right. Actually, should it be Medicine. On the side of the antidepressants and the anti-anxiety drugs, not on the illegal drug that is being used by. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's actually amazing to have this experience um, because I understand how all the receptors work in the brain. I understand how the drugs that are on the market work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you realize you really realize that cannabis is a much better alternative. And I'm I'm so blessed to have been trained in neuroscience. But it's sort of funny because people ask me, they're like, are you doing neuroscience right now? And it's sort of funny because the work I did as a neuroscientist as opposed to like a neurologist or researcher, I was killing and beheading animals in mm-hmm. their brains, right? Mm-hmm. That's very different work. Like, thank God in animals, I don't do any of that. I study and help people. Um, and I do more than just, you know, the brain health side. And, you know, I never really thought that I'd be, you know, venturing into women's health. But, again, this field is so new. Um, and, you know, doing clinical research, you can study, you know, a whole gamut of different uh, conditions. So, you know, I'm not restricted to just studying one little sliver of, you know, brain activity, uh, you know, for 40 years. I can really, you know, have fun with this wide open field that we know so little about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we haven't documented, right? We have all this anecdotal evidence. That right. Really and say, these cannabinoids are really, really helpful in treating endometriosis. Or these cannabinoids, if we gave them to a young woman who... Um, whose whole family has endometriosis, right? Mm-hmm. You might be able to prevent these diseases. That's, that's where I play. And that's where I am so delighted to just learn about all the opportunities this plant has to offer us. We've never had something that has, you know, 111 cannabinoids mm-hmm. or, you know, all these different terpenes, combinations. Like, there's probably a million 
combinations of uh, chemicals that could potentially treat and prevent disease. Like, we have it all in here. We just have to figure it out. Absolutely. I know. It's so exciting. Um, and in your book, you have out now, Vitamin Weed. Um, what's that about? And where can people find it? Because I know you probably discussed that in there a bit. <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, the, the title is called Vitamin Weed, a four-step plan to prevent and reverse endocannabinoid deficiency. So right now you can find it on Amazon.com if you type in Vitamin Weed. Um, it's available as a paperback or as a Kindle, which is an e-book. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you you know want a signed copy, you can actually go to our Infused Health online store um, at infused.health. Um, I do send those out, and they're actually cheaper than, than Amazon. But um, a little bit about what why I wrote that book and what it's about. So it's just funny because I already get a little flack from the cannabis community. Why did you write a book that says weed on the cover? Yeah. Well, if you want a book that can sell in Oklahoma or some conservative places, if you say cannabis in the title, you're already like preventing it from being sold in certain places or being advertised. Uh-huh. So one, it was like a little way to be able to reach the masses without already getting like red flagged. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so hard to get censored in the cannabis industry. You know, Abs- you yeah. anything, and you're you're out. You know, right. That's everyone smart. Knows what weed is. Right. Everyone who knows what weed is. I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. if you grew up in the seventies, you smoke weed, you know. Right. And so to to position cannabis or C B D as a vitamin is something that's really important. Um, our government, because it made these cannabinoids and the plant a schedule one drug, everyone thinks it's scary, you know, it's something that their children shouldn't be taking, you know, this or that. But I really made the story and the pitch that you know, uh, this is similar to, you know, vitamin D. So, mm-hmm. for example, the government has been telling us for years, you know, we all had enough vitamin D, nobody needs these supplements, whatever. And it turned out that vitamin D actually regulated, like, 140 different, you know, body processes. Mm-hmm. And people were being put on Prozac that actually just needed vitamin D. Like, wow. They weren't depressed. Mm-hmm. They just were nutrient deficient. Right. In the same way, your body has an endocannabinoid system, and it regulates all the other neurotransmitters. So if your body doesn't make enough cannabinoid receptors or it doesn't make enough of the endocannabinoids, which are the cannabinoids made inside our body, endo, mm-hmm. um, like anandamide, if your body doesn't make enough of these things, it breaks down. And then all the other neurotransmitters it's regulating, like dopamine and serotonin and glutamate and GABA, all those things are out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the human condition, we're irritable, we're achy, we're in pain, like we're rashy, like... We're a hot mess. Like Americans especially are a freaking hot mess. Mm-hmm. We have a horrible diet. We can't sleep. We're depressed. We're not having sex. And the pharmaceuticals yeah. just make it worse. You know, you're treating the symptoms uh, or your side effects of those more, more than you treat the actual symptoms. Oh my goodness! Yeah, if you look at any drug, right? So okay, so you're you're depressed. You mm-hmm. go see a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist gives you some Prozac. Mm-hmm. Well. You, you might not want to kill yourself right now, but you don't want to have sex because anyway, mm-hmm. you know, you have all the side effects. Whereas CBD and cannabis never, ever decrease somebody's sex drive. No. It's an important thing, too, for women. Like, I am the advocate. Like, healthy sex drives make you less depressed. So mm-hmm. any drug that kills that is not your friend. Especially with endometriosis, because I'm sure, you, as you know, there's so many medications. Everything I was put on for endometriosis completely destroyed that <laughs> destroyed your womanhood you mm-hmm. know you, a lot of times you're on these 
new medications that completely, you know, shut down your reproductive system. It's so funny because even like birth control, right? Mm -hmm. So so many women are on birth control and they don't even know, like, you know, they're out of touch with their cycles and things like that. And, you know, we're very different from men, you know, and that's something that we don't really touch on. You know, men don't have all these cycles, right? But we do, you know, we're cycling, we're influenced by the moon, like really psychiatry way, like we are. Men, not so much. Um, and our endocannabinoid levels do cycle with our cycles. So, you know, when we have unnatural cycles or lack of cycling, like, we're all out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more important than ever that women that are any hormonal medications or birth control or anything really supplement with CBD and cannabis because we're out of whack and we need that extra help just to feel normal again. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, imagine, you know, we all take like PMS and even just like puritan is a normal thing, but it's actually endocannabinoid deficiency. Wow. So if you supplement, you know, or even if you're a regular user, if you make sure like in your cycle, you're like, well, I just need to, you know, up my intake of whatever I'm taking and, you know, be more relaxing so you don't have the pain, the spasms, migraines, you know, mood balance, imbalance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can take care of that. And, that is the number one reason why I advocate for recreational cannabis, um, not only in the United States, but across the world. And it's not because I, you know, I do support people using it as an alternative for alcohol and other drugs. Like everyone should be able to put into their body whatever they want. But for a woman, most women would not be able to qualify for, say, period pain, mm-hmm. you know, but in the medical market, they're like, well, you have period pain, everyone does. That's right. Not qualifying patient for cannabis. But on the rec market, you can go in, you know, that, that week of your cycle, get whatever you need, whether it's a depository, whether it's some weed to smoke, you know, a tincture, however you want to manage your pain mm-hmm. and your symptoms and supplement your endocannabinoid system. Get that, purchase that, no no shame, you know, no doctors, no needed, whatever, just get it and treat yourself just like you go to the store and you get a mitol. Right. And so that's what recreational cannabis does. It yeah. really turns cannabis into a vitamin or a mitol or an OCC drug that you can just get without anyone being in your business. Absolutely. Especially since, yeah, I mean, it takes years to be diagnosed with a a condition in women's health anyway. Um, Most uh, on the regular, you know, it's, it takes a few years to even have them consider you seriously. (laughs) So it's like, right. Imagine if you were just like, no, it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. Yeah. What is my pain? Let's let's just sprinkle some weed on it and see what happens. Exactly. Great. Yes. Great. Yes. I think that would be amazing if everybody had access. I mean, I can't even think of how different this world would be. Um, so what is your favorite aspect of working in cannabis? You know, that is a really hard question <laughs> because I love working in cannabis so much. Mm-hmm. I'm a big science nerd, so obviously there's a lot of science still to be learned and a lot of things to discover, but I don't think I've ever worked in an industry that has been, you know, so powerful um, and has the ability to impact people's lives in, in different ways, both, you know, through what we actually do in our work and through the repercussions of our industry. So, for example, like, doing cannabis coaching, right? I actually help people become undisabled, right? Mm-hmm. And our team does that. We help people not only survive their chronic illness, but thrive and live their best life ever. And I can tell you that working on the pharmaceutical side, there's no one there you're like, here, you know, we're going to give you, we're going to make all these psychiatric drugs and 
they're basically just going to let somebody, you know, shuffle through their life like a zombie. Like, you didn't feel like you were doing anything that benefited humankind. Here, with cannabis, every single day, you know that people are leaving, you know, after talking with you or working with you better. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's only, they're only going to improve. So you know that you're, you're making a difference in people's lives. On the industry side, I love that we have the ability to repair the harms that have been done to women, people of color, and the LGBTQ community. Um, because people can engage in this industry, make money, they can even, you know, rise to become their own CEO of their own company or another company. They could be on boards of companies. Right now, like women in other industries are screwed. Like they have to fight, like mm-hmm. come and fight to have seats on the table or to get investment money. And mm-hmm. I just see this industry as something where I'm contributing and it's, you know, it's fair, it's conscious and it's transforming society and that's all I've ever wanted since I was a five-year-old I was like I just want to change the world I'm here you know know, I'm not even like a very religious person but I've had some life death um, like near-death experiences Mm -hmm. and it's like I surrender like I'm here to help you know yeah and to me I feel like the cannabis industry is that Mm -hmm. we are creating people who are more conscious more kind cannabis once it gets into your life helps you realize that, you know, what's wrong in your life or what's wrong in the world. It mm-hmm. really helps you connect to that peace. And you're like, wow, maybe I shouldn't be polluting as much. Maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I'm working for a boss or a company that's causing harm to the world and I should go find a new company. Like, I shouldn't be working for Big Tobacco or something. You right. Know, like, I just feel like it is part of the awakening and the healing of the world. And... I can't just thank cannabis enough for coming into my life and changing it because I love every single day of my life. I love seven days a week and I love every second of it. Very cool. Um, And I'm truly, truly happy. Um, Do you have a specific call to action or anything to promote? Sure. Um, Well, our team is fantastic at what we do. and we do offer um, single one-off uh, coaching consultations as well as memberships where pe- we can work with people um, through one or more um, issues that we're looking for help with for three-month or six-month plans. Um, so if you're looking to work with us, you can visit infuse.health. Um, or otherwise, you can follow my adventures on Twitter and Instagram and figure out, you know, we do have lots of events um, where I'm flying all across the United States. So if you're interested in, in meeting me or you're learning a little bit about more about the work I do, you can follow me at uh, Dr. Michelle Ross, which is D-R-M-I-C-H-E-L-E-R-O-S-S. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your vast knowledge and, and all the amazing work that you do. And I'd love to have you back on sometime. Um, so thank you. I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I love talking about what I do. What I do and, I, you know, if, if you let me, I'd probably be a uh, humble brag. <laughs> oh, please do. Hours. Yeah. I love talking with women that have benefited from this. So it's really cool to hear your, your, your personal experience with endometriosis as well. Thank you. Our next guest is Ashley Kingsley. Ashley is a strategic multidisciplinary marketing professional who partners with CEOs, executives, and entrepreneurs to grow companies, brands, and profits. Ashley is a veteran entrepreneur 
an early adopter, and is currently a co-founder at Elementa.com, the first global cannabis wellness network for women. So, Ashley, how did your background in the digital marketing space shape your career in cannabis? Well, that's a really great question. I think my background in digital marketing has really helped my career in cannabis in ways that I don't know that I anticipated because I just I know my way around marketing well mm-hmm. and digitally, and so. Once in the cannabis industry, I think I had more of a tool set to try to leap over all these boundaries that, and, and, you know, basically big stop, stop signs that all the uh, platforms have put out for all of us in the cannabis industry. It's been helpful that I've had contacts and know how to navigate through some of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's constantly changing. I know that from working in digital marketing, so it's. I think that's a way to prepare for this emerging market for sure. Um, what does it mean to be the director of partnerships for Elementa? Being the director of partnerships for Elementa is all about collaboration, mm-hmm. finding people that have similar missions or goals or alignments that uh, fit with Elementa's mission and finding ways in which we can all work together so we can push all of it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite aspect of working in cannabis? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, I, you know, I think, I think connecting with women, the women that I have met through this this journey, which it really has been a journey, um, it is just remarkable. Um, I feel like I found my people, mm-hmm. um, and I'm 44 years old, so you know, I I just there's so many. You have to have pretty thick skin to be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard, as you know. It's ruling, I mean, being part of the startup in general, being part of a startup, because they've done several startups, mm-hmm. is ruling as it is. And then you throw in the fact that cannabis is federally illegal, and you can be shut down at any time. Now, Elementor doesn't stand, so that's great. Um, we can get around some of that, but we still get held up on uh, in, in marketing, social media, um, and we still deal with the stigma mm-hmm. and you know talking about um, what we're doing there's people that still aren't there yet so I don't know there's, there's so many aspects to it but I, I think it's the people and the drive that I see out there yeah do you get a lot of pushback about Elementa um, in your personal life I wouldn't say pushback I would say no I think what I don't, how do I say this? I think people are receptive mm-hmm. to Elementa and to education, but I think people are too still afraid to show up. Now mm-hmm. we have a great, great turnout and great days, but we want we're looking for mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we're just not there yet. But you know, every month 
that I do Elementa in Denver, I see different faces. And I see women that are 21 years old, and I see women that are 75 years old showing up. That's awesome. So we're getting there. But I definitely get those daily from people saying, well, I can't sleep. I can't do this. I can't. I am in pain. And I just say, well, yeah. But they won't yet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But the, but you guys have been, Elementa has still been moving very quickly, I think, you know. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, I mean, we're in 37 cities now in North America. We're going to be opening in Thailand. Uh, we're, we're global now. Wow. And it is fast-growing. And when I say people aren't showing up, I'm, I'm more mean, like, the moms next door. And, I mean, some are. Mm-hmm. And definitely, it's different in every market. Right. In what ways does Elementa inspire education and community growth? Oh, in every way, I think. I mean, we are, I mean, one of the things I love is that we create this space that allows room for discussion and education and contemplation um, and people to come and really add to the conversation or learn something and there's just there's so much information out there so i think you know the, the the people we bring in to speak and the people that come in that are part of the industry it's sort of miraculous actually it's amazing what happens when women come together mm-hmm. to collaborate and to put something forward absolutely what has been the most surprising reaction to elementa in your experience um you know, nothing too surprising, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been part of the cannabis industry for about five years, and so I think the time is now. Mm-hmm. And even though we're getting, you know, I get some pushback on Facebook or, you know, whatever, or there's people that, I'm sure there's people out there that think, wow, that's insane, and mm-hmm. people that still think, you know, cannabis is a drug and all that, but... I don't see it out front, really, and I think, I think that I think my guess is business-wise. I think people assume, oh, it's just this business that you know they run in their spare time. I don't know. I don't know what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just. I don't see a lot of that. Right. I really don't. I. I mean, but I. I'm a, I, I run a different part of the company. Right. Have you seen anyone change their minds? At least I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen anything surprising, like where someone's really negative about it, and then maybe they switched to a more positive um, perception or anything like what that? What I love is that I, I've been doing this elementary in Denver for over a year, mm-hmm. and there's people that you know, say, oh, I'll be there next time, I'll be there next time. And then people finally get them and experience them. They don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And they are really, I think, pleasantly surprised. I th- I don't know how else to describe it, but I had an event last night, and it was just like, it's almost like we're feeling this need um, because women are... They're like, I can't wait for next month. I want to come back. I can't wait to be here. How can I help? And I don't know that that's surprising, but 
it surprises me that people don't know what a wonderful outlet this is. And right. What a wonderful connect, connecting opportunity this is. And for brands as well. Mm-hmm. And the ones that get it, I mean, they really get it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying there. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for women who want to use cannabis but are afraid of the stigma? I mean, I think the first thing is to the intention of why. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're using cannabis to sleep or for pain or or just for a lift, um, depression, I mean, I've used it for all of that. And I think it, it's tough finding the right product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expensive. I've spent the last year trying to figure out my own journey because I was not a cannabis user mm-hmm. or consumer. Um, I was in college, but I think the best advice I could give is be really diligent, be determined, because the first try may not be, oh, such a miracle, you know? Yeah. I know many people that will go out, they'll eat too much of an edible, and then they'll never want to try it again Mm -hmm. because of it was too much. So I would say microdosing and sticking with really low milligrams of THC and a blend of CBD products is mm-hmm. a great place to start. And just really great resources out there. I mean, and connecting. I mean, there's there's a lot of women on the same exact, I mean, I talk to so many of them every day on the same, I'm too scared. I don't want to lose control. What do I do? And I think it's be brave and just try and breathe through it. Right. Um, that's very good advice. <laughs> Do you? Tough one. It is. It really is. I know. There's so many reasons to. Yeah, and, and I know that in my personal experience, I've met a lot of people who have had a bad first or second, you know, situation where they've done too much or maybe the wrong strain for them, and it's very difficult to draw them back into it after that. Sometimes. It is, and I think I think the industry. I know in Denver, I don't, I know a little bit about California, but I think there's people really with some phenomenal products that they're, they're innovating toward the microdose. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I run a company. I have a job on top of that. And right. I, I can't be stoned and nor do I want to be. Right. I want to feel good. I want to be off opioids, which I am. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's very personal, and I think I think there's a lot of companies that are big, that have figured that out, and that is really great. So if I was out there looking, I would look into microdosing and companies that are really leading that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you have a specific call to action or anything to promote? Specific. Oh my gosh! Just I, um, I would love for everybody to just get out of their comfort zone and show up, right? Whether it's to Alimenta or to Normal or um, get online and start doing research or reach out. Mm-hmm. I just think we we don't have to do this alone, right? And it it is it has been completely life changing for me in so many positive ways that 
it 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 literally hurts my heart to see other people suffer. Yeah. And there just doesn't need to be that kind of suffering. Elementa yeah. has Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just going to say, did, doesn't um, Elementa have some Facebook groups that people can check out if they're uh, a little skeptical about going to the actual event? Absolutely. We have Facebook groups in all a lot of the states. So we have Elementa California, Elementa Colorado, Elementa Alaska. So if you do a search, you'll find you'll probably find your state. Mm-hmm. And if not, um, our website is chock full of great information, and we have an e-newsletter. Um, and you can always check out gatherings at elementa.com backslash gathering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we, we always are posting to Instagram and stuff, so people are, you know, not ready. But it's a great place to connect, too, you know. Yes. there's so, Elementa is such a huge source of um, information and support, and I can't say enough good things about it, for sure. Um, do you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, or do you have anything else coming up that you want to talk about? I just hey, you know, it's 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 an up it's an uphill push right now for for cannabis and I just say, you know, if anybody wants to get involved with Elementa, we need your voice, we need your heart, mm-hmm. your passion and you know, definitely feel free to reach out to um us at Elementa if you wanna get involved because we'd love to have you. That's amazing. And you're amazing and I appreciate everything you Aww. do. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time. (laughs) Thank you for taking your time with us today. And anytime you want to come back, we'd love to have you. Oh, I would love it. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing. It's important. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast.com at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Highness Podcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.